You are listening to a Nerd Room Podcast, a member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Be sure to check out more from the Star Wars Commonwealth on the web at StarWarsCommonwealth.com and take your first steps into a larger world. Everyone and welcome to the room. We talk all things Star Wars, Marvel, and DC. This is episode number 155. We're discussing the Avengers Endgame Super Bowl teaser, The Batman, and Star Wars Books Reveals. I'm one of your Tim. I'm Troy. And we are without our main man, Sanjay. I do miss that high-pitched introduction, <laughs> but we do have some very exciting news we'd like to share with you guys. The reason Sanjay is not here and probably won't be here for the next few weeks is that him and his lovely wife and daughter welcomed their second baby into the world over the weekend. Everyone is happy and healthy. Troy and I, we're ecstatic for you guys. We cannot wait to meet her. And we're sending all our love your way, my dude, my man. Yes, yeah, congratulations. So happy for the four of you. Incredible news to receive uh, over via text. And uh, man, just so happy for them all. Yeah. Wish you guys nothing the best. And yeah, can't wait to meet everyone. Yeah, we're hoping you have lots of time to listen to us, Sanjay, because (laughs) you're going to be up and down all night. And you know what? It's super exciting because this this really starts it for us here in the Nerd Room. If you guys are new to the podcast, new to listening to us, we had a big reveal earlier on or later last year that all three of us are actually welcoming new babies into our lives over the next three months or so. Sanjay being first. Troy, my man, you're yeah, man. next. <laughs> you're up. Sanjay is past that hurdle. Yeah. And then I'm not too far behind you guys. So it's going to be exciting and incredible and exhausting oh, a yeah. few months in the nerd room. But we're going to be here with you guys each and every week, no matter what. There will be one of us on the podcast with a host talking about nerd because you know our family lives are going to kick up everything's going to get busy but the nerd world is going to still keep clipping along here because it's crazy out there right now we do have a, a lacking in news in star wars but dc and marvel have really picked up the pace this past weekend was super bowl we anticipated quite a few trailers and they delivered particularly on the marvel side of things wb sat out we didn't get any Star Wars, but our main topic this week, at the end of the episode, we're going to be talking and breaking down this new Avengers Endgame teaser. Holy, th- this this is changing the game for me. This hit me like a ton of bricks. I'm loving these teases. I, I can't wait to break this down a little bit. Oh, it's fantastic. Can't wait to dive in. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. And Warner Brothers was at it as well. They were very quiet for quite some time last year, but with the success of Aquaman and coming on to the heels of Shazam, as well as the Joker, Wonder Woman 84, they're starting to lay out what their slate looks like. And they laid down, actually, some release dates for future films, including The Batman and The Suicide Squad, and attaching a formal Marvel director to that and star wars yes they weren't present at the super bowl we haven't got a title or a teaser trailer yet but they are making waves with regards to their books and comics we've seen a lot of releases over the past couple weeks and reveals of what's coming next for tie-ins for post return of the jedi books for even into the disney parks galaxy's edge there's tie-in comics so lots of crossovers going on we're gonna break all of this down over the next hour and a half or so give or take a little bit but troy yeah man man, that that was a mouthful at the top well done like we always do here in the nerd room right off the top 
we got to be a hero about our week's end nerd. Yeah. We were out on the hunt. We kind of crossed some weird paths, <laughs> sending pictures to each other minutes after each other were in different shops. <laughs> but you had some success this weekend, did you not? Yeah, it, it's, it's a good weekend, man. I picked up um, Infinity War Thor. Yes. Which is cool. And I actually, you know, when I picked this figure up, I came home and I realized I actually have a lot of Thor lore more, <laughs> more than I actually thought. So, like, I got, I think Thor is like my highest Marvel legend next to like Spider Man, which is just <laughs> crazy for some reason. But, anyways, I picked up that guy. It's a pretty good buck. Um, I picked up a video game, uh, Resident Evil. I'm really into that that franchise. I uh, picked up the um, that Republic line going on right now in the comics. Uh, the Star Wars, was it Star Wars Age of Age Republic? Republic? It's good. It did. Have yeah, it, it is cool. What, what uh, did how you how pick far up? are you in it right now? I'm up to Jangle Fett. I have the special upstairs. I haven't read it yet. That's the one I picked up. Okay. I skipped out on Jangle Fett. Is it good? It's good, man. It's all Jangle Fett, eh? Yeah, it's all okay. Jangle Fett. It's a really cool story. I picked it up being like, eh, I want to get into this, right. but I'm not super excited about this. I yeah. read it. It's the best one they've put out yet. Seriously, it's yeah. better than the Obi-Wan yep. and the... Yeah, because the, the, the my favorite is Obi Wan right now. Yeah, I'm gonna have to pick up the Jango then. Obi Wan's good. Qui Gon yeah. is pretty good. It's too. okay. Yeah, it, that's it's, the first one to start it off though. It yeah, and it's a hard Qui Gon's a hard one because it it teases you a lot of that that kind of grayish Jedi or yeah. the Jedi leaning a little bit of a different direction. Maybe yeah. what what Jedi's supposed to be. Yeah, <laughs> and it, it asked for more. I think like I think a five issue Qui Gon miniseries. Oh, yes. Would suit that character better. Jango Fett one shot, great though. Yeah, see, because that's the thing I'm struggling with Qui Gon is I feel like there's so much there, but yeah. there's like a lid on it. It's kind of like that Empire uh, timeline between Empire and Jedi. There's yeah. so much story to tell, but they can't yet. Yeah. Jango, I'm going to check out for sure. The special is pretty good. Is it? Um, I'm a big fan of the Ventress because there's a bunch of yeah. different story arcs in there. So that's pretty cool. And I picked up uh, Shout Out to Grabs. I'm going down the Ant Man path. My first <laughs> Scott Lang. Marvel Legend ever and Yellow Jacket. It's the dual pack. Yep. You know, I thought I was done with the the tenth anniversary, but when you see them pop up for like a really cheap price, yeah, you got them you, for the less than thirty five. Twenty five, eh? twenty nine, twenty nine bucks, which is if the I, price of one. If right? I see that, I'm I'm grabbing it. Have to, yeah, have to. Um, so yeah, I can't go wrong there. I'm, I'm keeping my eyes open for the cap. I love yeah. the cap one a lot with um bone. Uh, it's from Civil War, Civil yeah. Civil War. Yeah, with Dual crossbones. Cross, I want to say yeah. Bonesaw. <laughs> Bonesaw. <laughs> yeah. That's so, funny. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that, that's been my week in nerd, man. It's, it's It hasn't been too bad. I, I, I keep saying I'm trying to cut down on these Marvel Legends, but you know, you just keep seeing these things out there. The articulation's great. Inbox, out of box, whatever you want to do, they're great. Fantastic. Yeah, I agree, man. If, yeah. if I'm seeing these, and I think we should see these marvel 10th anniversary things start to drop off yeah i was out at a walmart this weekend this is one of the places where we cross paths. i read right. your wife and kid but yeah. not you <laughs> but i there's the iron man one stack deep the, 69 bucks yeah 69 bucks yeah. so that's got to go down if that goes down to 29 that's a for sure purchase for, for me. sure i've wanted that from the beginning but i agree with you the head on the iron man mark one is a bit too small. Right, yeah. But I'm okay with that. I think that's something I would probably open. The ones I've got here, I'm going to keep clearly in box. Right. But if you do grab the Ant-Man, there, there's, and even the Thor, you got the Thor I've 3. I've got the Thor one. The Thor or, one's dope. Thor 2, yeah. Yeah, Thor 2 with Lady Sith. Yeah. Love that one. Yeah. That one's a good pickup. And, and you know what I forgot to mention? I picked up Bespin Leia, which is which is yeah. pretty cool because now i got the Bespin Leia and the Bespin Han. So, nice. You know, beauty, wrong. beauty. You yeah, had, man. A, had a big week in collecting because... For me, collecting's been pretty slow. Mm -hmm. I did see the resistance figures. So there's the I don't know if they're five point articulation or not, but they're only nine ninety nine. Um What I, line are these ones? Are they like it's a three and three quarter inch. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. So I'm not I don't watch the show Resistance mm -hmm. at all. 
That's what it's called, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, am I saying that right? <laughs> no, and the, the colors, the, it looks great, but yeah. it's, I'm just not into the show. I'm not going to grab these figures. Mm-hmm. But listening over to Tumbling Saber, Chopper did pick some of those up, but he also got his hands on the Archive series. I heard. Yes. Oh. So it looks like he picked up Bosk IG-88 and I believe Boba Fett. Ooh. Leaving the X-Wing Luke on the pegs, which is a bit of a shock if you listen to Tumbling Saber. <laughs> There's a history there with that figure and chopper. But I haven't seen those in the wild yet. No. And I'm not going to get into this series because I do have all these figures from the original line. Are you going to be jumping into these, like getting back into the Black Series in a mm-hmm. bigger way with these Archive series? Yeah, yeah, hard. Well, you know what? For me, I've never been actually a big bounty hunter person. And thanks to you, I got the original Boba Fett, yeah. which is I, I look at that thing like every day. Um, but I'm probably going to skip out on everything else except uh luke yeah i'm definitely gonna get x-wing luke i know i might get the boba fett just to take him out of packaging because it's an awesome figure yeah, it is. i have not touched it to bring it out of the box i never will but if i got my hands on the archive one i totally would take him out and pose it up yeah, yeah. well i think that luke that x-wing luke they've resculpted the faces yes with these so these may be good because you customize yeah so that luke face may give you a bit more freedom with some of your customization as well well, yeah, because I figured with that face, I could throw him on the farm boy Luke. Yeah. I, I actually already did with – because the thing is with the um, X-Wing Luke, it's the same face on the Stormtrooper mm-hmm. Luke, I believe. So I had that Stormtrooper Luke already, and I face-swapped it with the farm boy Luke. But with the face looking better on this one, obviously, with the archive, I want to get like two of those. Yeah. And, uh, and do it up. Yeah. We'll see. Nice. Yeah, nice. Man. Yeah. Are you, are you going to pass on these then completely? Yeah, I think completely. Yeah. We'll see. The problem is, and we expressed this when they first announced this, is that it's a really cool idea if you're an out-of-box collector. Yeah. Um, in-box collector, you want that original packaging. Yes. And the inability to get my hands on something that will fit into that as an in-box collector just doesn't work for me. No. Um, so when the Anakin comes out, I know you're going to be picking that oh, up. Oh, yeah. But... For me, that's one of the ones I'm missing in the orange card backs in the original Black Series run. It yeah. doesn't do a lot for me. Right. But I understand what they're doing and I appreciate what they're doing. For like sure. For people to get their hands on those figures for retail price, you know, you go online, some of those figures are hundred plus dollars now. It's crazy. And you just can't, it's not sustainable collecting to, no. to be buying from scalpers and all that and taking the price hikes. So it's a kind of a cool way to curb a bit of that yeah but it just doesn't exactly fit what i want to do with my collection but i'm, I'm really supportive of it. i think it's a good idea for sure i'm yeah. surprised they didn't go the route of like at least recreating the boxes it'd be kind of cool especially with like the um the kinner lines that they kind of yeah. did they tried to replicate it so exactly figure they would do as much as uh replicating the, the orange and blues or just, yeah. i guess just the orange yeah. Right. yeah. Well, and uh, there's maybe a two pronged approach here is that it's giving collectors those, but the you're also getting probably repeat buys from people that collect every line. You know, it's that's probably not a substantial portion of collectors or people that are buying these. Yeah. But it's kind of an interesting approach. That's so true. we'll wait and see. I'll see how they look. I haven't held it in hand. Yeah. So I'm not convinced yet on the packaging even right. until i see that physically but who knows maybe i'll see it and just be like all right here we go <laughs> down another rabbit hole <laughs> no but the rest of my week has been mostly consumed by comic book reading i spent a lot of time trying to pick up and i've, I've expressed it here on the podcast that infinity wars line yeah. from that this past year i fell behind about six months and i couldn't get my hands on all this i finally managed to get my hands on everything nice and i finally sat down and read the whole thing this week nice i really enjoyed it. Awesome. It's, awesome. A, it's a great mini series and it's leading into new things that I'm trying to get my hands on. There's a new Guardians of the Galaxy. I can't find it anywhere. 
I've been to like really? four comic shops in the city, sold out everywhere. Because it's a new team, it's bigger. New team, yeah. different team, and it's it deals with the fallout of of Infinity Wars, yeah. which is really cool. So there's missing members and all this. Go back and read all that. It's it's really great stuff, and I'm. And the event did what it's supposed to do. It got me into this this arc, and it's got me wanting to read other things like the Wolverine Infinity Watch is coming. Right. Up. It leads kind of in a roundabout way into this War of Realms that's coming. It's that's next, what I'm interested in. Yeah, next big crossover yeah. from the Thor world. Jason yes. Aaron's doing all that. So it it does a really good job of engaging you, but also getting me excited for what's to come. So right. my pull list is getting bigger and bigger again yeah. because I'm back and excited about comics. <laughs> so the cat book, issue number eight, seven or eight just came out cool it continues the pace that i that i'm loving and the story that they're they're pulling out there is fantastic and the other thing that i was doing a little exploring on this week was bags and boards nice so i fall a little bit behind and i turned to actually ordering off of amazon you know i generally don't do this i like to go to the little comic book shops but i just hadn't had the time my books are sitting here without boards and bags so i bought there's two different kinds you can get there's ultra pro and there's bcw and I couldn't remember what I had bought in the past. So I did a bit of research and I ended up buying the BCW. So these arrived and I bought the resealable types. Yeah, you love those. Yes. I love Without them. the tape. Yeah, without yeah. the tape. But I've kind of switched on all this. The BCW, and this is maybe just not for me. The, 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 I didn't like them. I sent them back. <laughs> they didn't fit the books right. No like, way. Were the cards too big? The, the, the boards? The bags were too small. So uh, I put a be- the board in, yeah. and then the comic, when it, I had to really, I, I ended up not putting it in because yeah, I had to almost force it. Yeah, it warped it, it a warps, bit. Yeah. So I was like, enough of this. I yeah. packed them up, sent them back, and ordered a pack of Ultra Pro. <laughs> but I actually went back to the original bags, not yes. the resealable, yeah. because they're a third of the price. It was seven bucks or eight bucks for a hundred pack of bags of just the normal, and a 21 for a hundred pack of the resealable. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, and they're they're hard to find. The I went to went did go to local comic book shops to yeah. check them out, including Alpha Comics. Yeah. I went and saw Chris there, but they didn't have they didn't carry them the ones I wanted. Yeah, because see, Chris used to carry those resealable ones. I yeah. think I don't think he does anymore because that's the first time I came across and they were great. Not paying attention to the price, and then they just got kind of disappeared. Yeah. But now hearing the price point, thank goodness, that's yeah, crazy. Too, too much. Yeah, three times the normal cost. So yeah. you get three hundred. Of these, and you just have to put the tape on. Yeah, yeah you know what? The resealable is a cool idea, and I like it because there's no risk at sticking your comics. Yeah, and it's easier. But at the same time, for the price, these and how often do I reopen comic books? Yeah. I put them all digitally. Exactly. So it yeah. Doesn't really matter. Yeah. So that's kind of my cautionary tale on bags and boards. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's been an exciting weekend, nerd. You know, it's every week is different, which I like. Yes. There's, there's not a huge amount of consistency in what I'm doing with regards to collecting or comic book reading, but I'm getting a nice spread of everything, even some TV watching in there. Yeah, so, any more Titans going on or what? No, I haven't gotten back into Titans yeah. almost zero time. Yeah. Um, I did rewatch The Last Jedi, though. Okay. Yeah. Okay, you know, I've heard a lot of people going back to Last Jedi and picking up on some certain things. So Yeah, you know what? The Some of the standard issues that I had are still there. Yeah. But I enjoy the film. Like, it's, I, it's not a bad film. Yeah. It's a good film. Oh, it's yeah. just some direction I don't agree with. Visually and, so good oh, too. It's the, stunning. The yeah. red pops oh. that they do. The the throne room scene. Yeah. 
it's it's all really yeah. good stuff. It's the cinematography is like top notch. Yeah, it's, it, it's fantastic. It's yeah. a, it's a beautifully made film. Yeah, and there's some real great Star Wars in there. Yeah, and it's okay if some of it's not for you or for right. me or whatever. That's just the way it is. It's you know some Marvel stuff just doesn't work for that's me. True, and that's okay. So we'll see how Episode Nine rolls out and works into this, but. On it's got to be my probably eighth viewing at this nice. point, but I just sat down and watched it. And you're right, it's visually oh, stunning. Incre- it's one of the top out there. Yeah, I'd say. it's it's really well done. Yeah. Yo, you got Rogue One's up there. It is. Oh. It's it's so good. But yeah, I I, I did enjoy it. I have nice. to say. So nice. yeah, it was an interesting take on things. But yeah, getting into the crazy week in nerd. Mm-hmm. This is this is truly going to be a Star Wars Marvel and dc episode because we got big news reveals from every franchise this week now sticking with dc first the batman yeah so this past week denlide reported that dc's the batman finally has a slated theatrical release date and that being june 25th 2021 so over two years away before we're going to see the batman return to the big screen now we knew matt reeves was attached to write and direct this that has been further confirmed and the other thing that was also confirmed was the departure of one ben affleck Mm -hmm. we've seen him take on that role for the past few years in big outings including batman vs superman justice league he did have a cameo in the first suicide squad film um it's something that i think we can universally agree that Ben Affleck was a good Batman. Yeah. You know, he's a good Bruce Wayne. He had some pretty epic scenes. He did take somewhat of a beating online, uh, myself included at, at certain times with the movies, but I've always been very supportive of Ben Affleck in this role. Mm-hmm. But he seemingly confirmed his departure as Deadline Hollywood did tweet out that the Batman to fly into summer 2021, Ben Affleck passes a torch to the next generation of Bruce Wayne. Ben Affleck did retweet this and say, excited for the Batman summer 2021 and to see Matt Reeves' vision come to life. So confirming that he was indeed passing on to the next generation of Batman. Now, Matt Reeves subsequently published in The Hollywood Reporter that his story it will focus from very much from the point of view of a noir Batman tale. Yes. It's told very squarely on his shoulders. And this is, again, Matt Reeves talking. And I hope it's going to be a story that will be thrilling but also emotional. Reeves also revealed Batman will be more in his detective mode than we've seen him in past films. Nice. So being a reader of Batman, we're mm-hmm. both fans of Batman. Unfortunately, we don't have Sanjay's opinion here because we both know. He'd be yelling and screaming about this. But what are your thoughts on the the baton being passed Mm -hmm. and this reveal about what potentially the story is going to be about? Well, I'm excited. You know, it's it's a little bit of a a taste that's uh, similar to Andrew Garfield's departure with uh, Amazing Spider-Man. Well casted, but the franchise was poorly executed in a sense. And they just didn't quite get to get that iconic performance that we all wanted. Even though Ben Affleck did kill it. He is my favorite Bruce. He's my favorite Batman. But I mean... I think as a general audience, we're all kind of prepared for this. Yeah. Because we heard about this like two years ago. Yeah, this has been knew. in and out of, I, I'm in, I'm effing yeah. in, this and that, you know. Yeah, and, and I wasn't a believer of his uh, Comic-Con kind of recovery little speech yeah. there. I was like, nah, he's out. But um, on a side note, though, it is kind of cool to know that, okay, we're finally moving forward. It's a definitive answer that we do know he's out. Yeah. Maybe he'll still do the whole flashback thing. I highly doubt it, though. Um, like you, we were talked about it off air. He's like producer still, but that could yeah. just be to, 
you know, give some kind only. of credit yeah. in name only. But um, I'm excited, man. I think we're definitely getting a younger Batman, obviously. I'm excited for that noir detective kind of story because we've all been wanting this probably since the Christopher Nolan era. We've yeah. been wanting that detective Batman. And uh, I'm just excited to see who they're going to cast to play the new um, the new Batman. This yeah. is going to be great. And where is this going to take place in this whole DCEU? Is it going to be... It would make sense if you just did a flashback. It would be cool. It would be cool because the thing is, is like nobody cares for a Justice League film at this point. Aquaman's doing great by himself. Wonder Woman's doing great by herself. We don't need Batman to be in the future. We don't need a Ben Affleck Batman at no. that age. We could just go back and cast Young and have four or five, six great films. You can approach it the same way that they've done with Wonder Woman, right? Yeah. They've just come yeah. back in time and told stories outside of that. So you don't have to worry about retconning anything at this point in time. Yeah. Like you look at what they set up in Dawn of Justice, Batman vs Superman, the burning down of Wayne Manor, yeah. the, the Penguin's presence, all this, right? So there's a lot that they could do here. We haven't seen a modernized Riddler, really, no, on screen. Modernized no. Penguin, even. Yes, yeah. we did see it in Batman Returns and Batman Forever and all that. Mm-hmm. But when I say modernized, I mean really post The Dark Knight, Christopher yeah. Nolan series, right? So there's a lot of space to use certain characters. There's the Court of Owls series oh, or, or books that they could do. Yeah. So... There's a lot of space to explore, and I agree with you. They need to just cast a younger Batman, yeah. go back in time. You don't have to worry about anything post-Justice League at this point in time. You know, Aquaman's filling in that space. Yeah. It's okay to leave that alone for a little bit and come back to it a little later. Yeah, for but sure. But there's a, there's a lot that they can still explore without having to worry about the timeline and doing this. They can retcon it later. Yeah. They can have – and I'm, I'm a big fan of things – when you recast and all that, to call it out in the film. Mm-hmm. Damn, Bruce, you look different yeah. than the last time I saw right? you. Aquaman, perfect guy to deliver this. For sure. You know, or yeah. Wonder Woman to come up to him and say, it's something different about you, you cut your hair. Yeah, exactly. Just, like, it's just call that out in the film, acknowledge it, that's fine, we can move on. We've seen it in Marvel, you know, we've recast Rhodey, we've recast uh, Bruce Banner. Banner. Yeah. So it, it can be done, it can For be sure. done positively. So we don't, as a fandom, we don't, purely rely on this continuity of character we'd like it sorry continuity of actor yeah one continuity of character yeah so it's i'm okay with the recast and mm-hmm. then just age this guy up a bit when you want to do justice league 2 or whatever. for sure and, and by then i mean the time could like for, for me like my fan casting for quite some time it's been a ryan gosling i think yeah. ryan gosling as a bruce wayne he has the gravitas the swagger he's suave he could do that but he can still beef up and be a Batman, and he still fits that fine age. But if you're to take this character and have him be Batman, say you're going to do your next Justice League or JLA movie in the next five, six years, well, by then he'd already fill that mold, yeah. and he would be a little bit older anyways. So that would work with me. You could pick anybody, but I'm just you know saying Ryan Gosling just yeah. for the sake of it. But um, I'm so excited now we can get some storylines with like Robin, because like you mentioned, all these little things were kind of yeah. brought to our attention with the Robin the and the, Robin, the Penguin yeah. and the Joker stuff. So I'd love to go back and see that. And Mr. Freeze with the visual effects now, I would love to see that stuff. A clay face, the mystery, like all that stuff could be yeah. there and present. You could set a whole trilogy pre-Batman versus Superman. Oh, yeah, definitely. Easy. Yeah. Easy. Yeah, because he's so seasoned by the time he gets to B- yeah. BVS, right? He's basically at the end of his line yeah. in BVS. He's like that, he's that proper Frank Miller. Exactly, Frank Miller? Yeah, yeah, Frank Miller, yeah. Batman, like coming out of retirement, mm-hmm. right? He's he's the Wayne Manor's no more. All he's got is Alfred. Yeah. He's on his own, living That's on right. a lake house. The Bat's kind of like a myth almost at this yeah. point, where the cops see him. Yeah. I think there's some kind of reference of the cops, like that's the Batman from way back or something, yeah. some kind of reference, but... 
Yeah. Yeah, they could just they could do so much there. So I'm I'm really excited. So we gotta wait two years for, for this, twenty twenty one. Yeah. Which is uh, a bit of time. But you know, this is this is going and adding on to DC's slate of films. The DC extended universe or film universe, whatever you want to call it now. It's it's really starting to to fill out. We've yeah. seen them in the past lay down. We're gonna do all these films. We're gonna do Flash and a crossover and a cyborg and all this. They had the, these these big plans that never really came to fruition. But now they seem to be slowly rolling out these films and filling out this slate, which is looking rather exciting. You yeah. know, this adds to and a couple other films that were added to the slate for 2021, including including an animated movie called DC Super Pets. Yeah. Sure. That comes out May 21st, 2021. And The Suicide Squad. So we will get to that discussion just here in a second. But those three films all coming out in 2021, The Suicide Squad being August 6, 2021, which coincidentally enough is also the same time frame that the first Guardians took place in. And this is going to be helmed by one James That's Gunn. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. So interesting enough. But this also confirms up and solidifies the slate, right? Where this year we have... Shazam coming out April 5th. Yeah. Joker, October 4th. Next year we have Birds of Prey, February 7th, and Wonder Woman 84, June 5th. The following year we have, at least in this live action, we have the Batman as well as the Suicide Squad. So this it's really starting to look good. DC is making waves. They've really taken advantage of the success of Aquaman yeah. and rolled out the slate very subtly too. Yeah. But we know all these films are happening because we know Birds of Prey is filming. Joker's probably done filming. Yep. Wonder Woman's done filming. This is starting to look like a really solid universe. And now with the addition of the Suicide Squad with James Gunn taking the reins both as writer and director. Yeah. Pretty interesting. It looks like they're going to recast most people. I'm assuming with the exception of Margot Robbie's um, Harley Quinn. Yeah. And potentially Will Smith's Deadshot. Right. They seem to be the ones he could contain. I like the idea that changing it to the Suicide Squad, yep. maybe retconning a few things, putting that other one to the side a little bit. What are your thoughts on this? James Gunn, the Suicide Squad, the whole slate of things? I'm excited. You know, I got to give it up to DC because, you know, with like Marvel having a little bit of downtime during this kind of period after, this is a prime time for these guys to rise and really get back to where they should be. But, um,. Back to the Suicide Squad. I love this news. This is the most excited I've ever been for this property, this franchise. You have James Gunn writing and directing. Now, I know when they broke the news that he was writing, I think we all kind of speculate at the table that he's most likely going to direct. Yeah. So on board with it. I think this is pretty cool. This could be obviously very Guardians-like, but even more juicier and yeah. more gritty at the same time. Um, I hope Margot Robbie stays. I really do hope they get rid of Will Smith, though. Yeah. I actually wasn't the biggest fan of him in Suicide Squad, I, I don't want it to be a Will Smith movie featuring. Yeah, he plays too Squad. much of the gold-hearted anti-hero, I think, for that. Yeah, film. yeah, they tried to make him yeah a little too good. Yeah, I, I want like a proper Deadshot or not even Deadshot at all. I would like to see like a Deathstroke in there, yeah. a Black Manta in there, yes. um, and um, Shazam's bad guy, How to Black Adam, and Black Adam. Like I, I like to see like, a super Suicide yeah. Squad, and I actually wish they could kind of change the name. Like I'm not the biggest fan of the Suicide Squad. I'd my like an all new Suicide Squad or whatever because it's like a reboot, like a soft reboot yeah. they mentioned, but still keeping it contained in what they built from the first one. But all around, yeah, I'm super excited. The the biggest news for me is this James Gunn. I'm really happy for him to get like another chance at yeah. building a franchise and really giving us a full fledged, hopefully three movie arc story yeah. within this trilogy. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. You know, James Gunn is an obvious choice for this, right? Yeah. And I think the caution that we threw at the idea of him directing and writing all this is that it can't just be DC's Guardians of the Galaxy. No. 
there will be a tendency to lean on what was successful and what elements he brought to Guardians with regards to soundtrack, integration, colors, the the uniqueness of the characters. Yeah. They have to make sure this is its own film. I think we're going to still see a lot of similar elements. You look at what Suicide Squad, the original, tried to do was mimic a lot of the Guardian stuff. So That's it's interesting great. we're seeing this continuity and James Gunn coming in to take the reins of this yeah. as they try to brighten it up, use the soundtrack, kind of go a similar path, a group of misfits that come together to do something great. Yeah, It's, I think, releasing the cuffs of James Gunn a little bit, and he's going to have probably an R rating. Oh, yeah. You know, and you know, if you look at what got him kind of booted from the Guardians, it was a bit of his crass humor in that, right. which... You know we're we're not supportive of his humor, no. but at the same time he's a good director, good creator. So I think it's it's going to be really interesting to see what he's able to pull together here over the next couple of years for DC and the Suicide Squad. And, and do you think we'll even get some kind of like universe building coming out from him too? Because he kind of had like some team ups, obviously with the Russo brothers yeah. as well, like some kind of input. Do you think we'll see something similar? I DC think you know, he's, the, he's the universe builder, right? Yeah. They had bigger plans for Guardians 3 and that cosmic universe, probably yeah. including to some degree Captain Marvel. Don't know what's going on with any of that anymore, but right. he seemed to be, or he is a universe builder, right? right? He, he's someone that's taken a franchise like Guardians. Like, come on, who, the, who knew who these guys were yeah. five years ago? And now they're household names. Yeah. So he's the guy that, that can do that, prop this up, make it unique enough and yeah, I could see them building out something bigger, especially if they use characters like a Black Manta, right. like a Black Adam, something like that, that has the ability to string itself across without being too on the nose with mm-hmm. it all. Like have these subtle ties and slowly build towards something bigger. Could he take a Joss Whedon role in Phase 2 MCU, a right. Russo's Phase 3, Phase 4? Right. I don't know if he's quite there, yeah. but I know that, or I have a strong feeling that whatever he does in the Suicide Squad universe, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be pretty cool, and it's going to probably look great. I think so. <laughs> I think so. Any chance we'll see some Marvel guys pop up, as in like actors like Batista? I have, Batista <laughs> is almost a guarantee. He yeah. will fill whatever c- contractual ob- obligations he has to the Guardians franchise. I think so. After that, sorry, Drax, yeah. you probably did (laughs) (laughs) yeah really great news here Mm -hmm. you know dc is is doing great things and like you said this is the time for them and the thing i like about what they've done here it's all very subtle yeah you know it's there's nothing big flag waving we're doing this we're doing that it's like we're just gonna film these we're gonna put them out we're gonna slowly announce things here we're gonna just put these little tidbits out you know the next big thing that we're waiting for is a confirmation of some sort of man of steel sequel you know, I'd like to see Henry Cavill bat in the role. Yeah. I don't know. He posted something on Twitter the other day that, you know, maybe gave some insight that yeah. they're thinking about this stuff. He looked enormous. Oh, when he's working out with Superman or yeah. something? Oh. He, he's still huge. huge. Like, huge. way bigger than he was in Mission Impossible 6. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Way bigger. Big time. He is a awesome. massive he's human Superman. <laughs> so, when I look at that, I'm thinking, is he is he in the training phase for, right. for Man of Steel 2? Well, because he also has that other uh, Netflix special, The Witcher yeah. property coming out too. So, I don't know if he's trained. But he literally had, like, Superman beside yeah. him, right? But it, so. to, to me, it's his size. Yeah. Like, that guy must have been 50 pounds heavier than he was in Mission Impossible 6. <laughs> <laughs> and he's not a small guy. No, no. Tall dude and he's filled out. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it's yeah. wild, wild yeah. stuff. It's it's uh, a lot of fun. I I can't wait to hear what Sanjay has to has to oh, say on the Batman, the Suicide Squad. He's he's gonna be getting excited about all this. Yeah, you yeah. Know, his his mind is elsewhere right now. <laughs> 
we'll hear his comments in the not too distant future. <laughs> For sure. All right, man, moving on here just a little bit. We're going to skip over to the Disney side of things. Disney had an investor's call today. There was some anticipation, maybe some expectation from some parts of fandom that we would get an episode nine title reveal. In the past, in these investor calls, Bob Iger has been known to reveal some things, subtle things like The Mandalorian. I believe Rogue One, the title for the standalone film, was also released a couple years ago in a similar type of investor's call. This one didn't really produce too, too much as far as Star Wars or really any Marvel content. It did give us some insight, though, into what the new Disney is going to look like with the addition of Disney Plus, as well as the Fox assets. So one of the cool things here that Iger did reveal is that Deadpool, the franchise will continue and it will stay rated R. It just will be bannered under different production than Disney. It will not see the Disney flag on it. It will probably be under some Fox branded or I can't remember there is not there's a brand Touchstone. Yeah, I was gonna say Touchstone, mm-hmm. but I don't know what it is anymore. It's under their R rating. And in similar sense that any R rating uh, streaming service content will fall under Hulu, which Disney now owns with the acquisition of Fox. I'm not sure if that's closed. But excited that Deadpool is staying rated R and looks like it's gonna be a franchise that's gonna continue. Oh, this is great news. Yeah. I think everybody should be happy for this. The fact that we still get Deadpool being at home with the rated R title and the fact that we could still get more movies Marvel-like but going yeah. the R-rated route. So, I mean, I don't think going back to the last episode, we're not going to get Black Widow going over there, but we could very well get X-Force going yep. over there, right? Definitely. So, um, I think that's great news. It's fantastic. Ryan Reynolds must be super excited. Yeah. He's going to be able to work with a bigger budget too as well. Bigger budget, yeah. more content to reference. Oh, exactly. Right? Yeah. It doesn't. I think them being under some isolated banner doesn't preclude them from using references to the MCU, Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, Captain America, and all that. Yeah. So now they have free reign on the majority of Marvel content, if not all of it. Yeah. Which is gonna be pretty cool oh, to watch. Yeah. yeah. It's gonna be awesome. Could take the, because I felt that Deadpool two was it was slightly derivative. It was starting to wear a little bit. It was. Um, Deadpool three now with maybe a new creative not so much creative direction but the ability to utilize a bigger universe Mm -hmm. more references that fourth wall breaking type of deadpool that we've come to expect from the comic books and the films yeah there's a lot more there yeah so i'm excited for what they could do next steps with deadpool for sure i mean if anybody works in this world um or or i guess in that category it's definitely deadpool yeah to break all walls yeah love it for sure now disney plus was probably the heavy focus of this investor's call you know this is the big thing for them outside of the disney park stuff with star wars and of course the big slate of films they got coming out including endgame and episode nine but all their focus will be primarily on launching this competitive service to netflix now they did provide a little bit of insight and it looks like we're gonna have to sit on this until probably the end of the year before we see any of this it looks like they're maintaining this idea that it will be less than Netflix as far as cost. Nice. But one of the interesting things that Iger did talk about was that it's not going to be exclusively Disney content. Yes, we will see the Fox stuff fold under here because it's now under that banner. But they are talking about licensing content from other studios for the launch of Disney. So now this not only puts it as a direct competitor to Netflix in the sense that it's this big streaming service, but now you're talking about licensing other franchises, other films, and other studio properties in the same vein that they did for the Disney parks with Star Wars, Indiana Jones, Avatar even, before the big buyout of Fox and and Lucasfilm and all that. 
So Netflix has got to be shaking a bit here because yeah. if we're not looking that they're going to be pulling a lot of content away from Netflix, even if it's not directly off Netflix, it's taking it from even ever he- landing there or heading there. So Disney Plus looks pretty big. Any thoughts on what expectations you have for that? Or are you going to be for sure jumping into this? Yeah, I'm 100% yeah. on board. This is huge news for uh, the Disney Plus service. I mean, the fact that, yeah, not only are they compete with Netflix as um, an original content head-to-head, they're also licensing, like you mentioned, other parties to be on there. That's massive. Um I don't know how Netflix is really going to be able to compete with no. this. Netflix <laughs> has some really great original content, yeah, which, is, which is fine. But the fact that uh, Disney's going all in like this, Disney has their own original content as well. It's just, it's mind-blowing. Um, I remember with the streaming stuff, I was worried that we're going to get to the point where we're going to be buying Netflix, buying the WCB, or subscribing to these parties like WB's streaming device, the uh, DC app. Yep. And then the Netflix, and then the Hulu crackle all that kind of stuff and that's like well it's basically like paying for cable anyways but when you have somebody or somebody's property or streaming device much like the disney plus where it's like all on one ship you don't really need to go anywhere else like you really could be fine with just the netflix and disney and that's it you don't need anything else no. which cable? is still lower than your cable price yeah cable is going to be cut pretty soon yeah. here <laughs> <laughs> so um that's looking really good so late 2019 is when we get access to everything on it, this app it looks like that unless yeah. you're I don't know if it's you're a Disney shareholder or you're going to Disney Investors Day, which is April 11th, 2019, because mm-hmm. they did reveal there that they will be giving a sneak peek of the content, of the original content, I believe. They'll be landing on the Disney Plus service, which does include John Favreau as the Mandalorian. Right. So April 11th, that puts a bit of a clock on things that's, that's awfully, awfully close to yeah. Star Wars Celebration as well. Yes. So I would hazard a guess that Star Wars Celebration is likely to be see likely to be the first place that we do see footage or at least maybe not the first place but that week we'll be seeing footage from the mandalorian i think you guys will get a full episode yeah for sure because i mean every celebration they give us an episode of rebels rebels yeah like months and months right so i think you guys are either a clone wars episode or definitely clone wars yeah and a um mandalorian which is incredible right there yeah oh man wild stuff you know putting the disney plus or at least shedding some light on it, more and more light on it this year, it's becoming something that I'm highly anticipating. And it's slowly moving up the ranks of my most anticipated. You know, we talked about what Star Wars in 2019 is going to look like. And the Disney Plus stuff, it's high there. The Mandalorian's high for me. But this whole service itself is looking awesome. Yeah, it's promising. (laughs) I'm just interested to see what kind of other licenses they're going to bring on board and how they're going to advertise it. You know, Netflix, you kind of just scroll through looking for whatever worth when you buy something Disney, you're thinking only to look for Disney stuff. Yeah. So how are they going to market the fact that they are, you know, you can watch Fast and the Furious or whatever the case. Probably not Fast and the Furious, but you can watch yeah. something else Universal-like on the Disney+. Plus. That's incredible. Yeah. Wow. Oh. Didn't see that coming. That's a game changer. No, it is a game changer. It's pretty yeah. wild. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, speaking of Star Wars content, now we haven't had a lot to talk about news-wise in Star Wars. And this investor's call really didn't provide us with much more information on the fact that Let's wait and see for what comes next. Yeah. No episode nine title was revealed. There was no Super Bowl spot for episode nine, which was come to be expected. I think this is the first time ever. I think isn't it for a Star Wars film not to be headlined at the Super Bowl? I believe yeah. so. At least yeah. in this new Disney era, yeah. they seem yeah. to have taken advantage of that. But not here. Mm-hmm. They seem to be waiting on this. And my my guess is that 
with the wrap of production on Star Wars Episode Nine looming here, we know we've gotten some tweets out from Anthony Daniels, you know, actor that plays C-3PO, saying a little goodbye to C-3PO as he's wrapped production, as well as Brian Herring. He is the puppeteer behind BB-8. Wow. Also announced that he had wrapped shooting. So it looks like we're counting down the days towards the end of principal photography on jj abrams helmed episode nine mm. now that's interesting because you look at i believe the end of production on solo we did see the title reveal from ron howard and that seems to be a nice fine line in the sand saying we're done production it's time to give a little bit here they have all the footage they need to put together a trailer but i think they'll release the uh the title first do you think they're gonna be two separate events you know dissimilar from what avengers endgame did they released the trailer and then the title was there right. do you think we're going to see a similar treatment in the stars universe with episode nine or is it going to be jj abrams doing again one of these mm. force for change things maybe revealing the title there but also please go donate right and we'll get a trailer a week or two later or a celebration what are your thoughts on how they're going to kind of craft and release this so that it has the impact that it needs to have yeah but also kind of meet some of the timelines that we're seeing here with the wrapping and production and all that. I think at this point, you, you might be better off doing them separate. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot less money, obviously, to just throw it a title and just say, here, yeah. here's a title. And then you spend nothing on marketing Ooh. and everyone's talking about your product. And then hit us with a trailer. Yeah. Um, I think that's what they're most likely going to do because they still have a lot of time left until this movie comes out. Yeah. And they still have like a bunch of other properties to push like Captain Marvel, like obviously Endgame. And like every other Disney movie yeah. that's coming out this Lion year. Lion King, Toy Story yeah, 4, <laughs> right? Everything. So yeah, I think they're going to take their time with it and just give us the title. Because I'm telling you, if they give us the title right now, it's going to be the biggest thing going on for yeah. the next couple months. Uh, we're just going di- to you know, dissect this title. Who knows what it could be? And then I think we get the uh, the Avengers, not the Avengers, the um, Star Wars trailer, I guess. Celebration. Celebration would make yeah. a lot of sense. And then obviously we'll have the title by then anyways. Yeah. Yeah, they got to yeah. give a good marketing build because you look at the performance of Solo, mm-hmm. domestically at least, or sorry, internationally, and you can attribute some of that to really the lack of marketing. Yeah. There wasn't a ton of marketing. It's tra- backwards. The trailers came late. Yeah. The reveals came late. And some of that had to do with the production time and all that. There, there are bigger, I think, things that work behind all of that. But they have to give this nice lead time. You know, we're looking at Avengers. Mm-hmm. We're six months out from that or less than six months out from that. And we're starting to get a real ramp up of production there. It's They have to be careful, I think, with how they do all this and that giving enough breathing room, like you mentioned, mm-hmm. from all the other titles that they're releasing here so that stars can have its time. Yeah. You know, this has been probably the driest the news has been. It's been months since we've had a Star Wars focused episode here. Yeah. But it's just because we haven't had the news content to focus in on. Right. Right. That to give us an anchor part of one of our episodes. I think I look back, I think it was August. Yeah. The last time we had a stars anchored episode. And that's just goes to what and how close Lucasfilm was holding all their cards to the chest with the fallout from The Last Jedi, from Solo, from what their next steps are. Yeah. This it's been unprecedented, at least in this Disney era of Star Wars, at least or even in this era of film production, to have zero set leaks really. We had a few of yeah. those ones on the hill with Finn and Finn uh, and Poe po and that. Yeah. But outside of that, we have not seen a thing. We, I don't think we've seen a set photo of Ray. No, we have no idea what the look is for her. Yeah. To, to, to put it in perspective, it's been so dry with Star Wars news that the biggest thing we've had coming out of December was, shout out to uh, Star Wars Theory, was his fan-made film. Yeah. That was like the biggest talk of Star Wars for like the last two months and everything else that happened with it. Other than that, actual Star Wars movie 
um, George Lucas or Lucasfilm proper, we've had nothing. Nothing. No figures. Um, you mentioned the archive line a little yep. bit, but actual movie Star Wars core news, nothing. No, nothing. Yeah. And, you know, that comes in actually the first big bit of news that we've gotten from mm-hmm. Star Wars, from that universe in months has been the books and comics Mm -hmm. now we mentioned the top of the episode that there's this ongoing age of series age republic rebellion and all that that we're going to be seeing a 30 issue maxi series we're going to be seeing this well into the summer and all that uh the vader series ended the post series ended so we're seeing a real not slowdown in the marvel comics but relative to what we've had in the past you know there's there's a a gap in the content and some of that has been filled over the last few weeks by both del rey lucasfilm publishing and marvel comics now there's some really cool stuff here they're doing a lot of you know multimedia uh big umbrella type of crossovers where they're taking the first one here they announced there's a marvel and del rey crossover so crossing over comic books and written books Alphabet Squadron. Now, this was announced, I believe, a couple months ago, and this is by author Alexander Freed. Now, this is the Alphabet Squadron is a, is a nice play on the X Wing, B Wing, A Wing, all this, the different squadron types, and it looks like it's going to be an amalgamation of a squadron filled up of individual ships like A Wings, B Wings, all this, and it's going to be set post Return of the Jedi, and it's going to be focusing around this crew following uh, the, the fallout of of the fall of the Empire and all that. And and these new Republic pilots that have transformed from the hunted to the hunters yeah. of, of the remaining cells that are still existing within the universe. And going with that and tying into that is a miniseries by Marvel Comics called Star Wars TIE Fighters. Now, this is going to be following a squadron of TIE Fighter pods known as Shadow Wing. And they have been assembled to protect Imperial interests. So these remaining cells have this elite squad of TIE fighters. They released the first image. It's all happening after Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty excited about this. I'm definitely going to be picking up the comic books. Yeah. Star Wars TIE fighters. The Alphabet Squadron, it was announced to be a trilogy. So it's a big, long-spanning... Oh, yes. like the Aftermath kind of Exactly. Very oh. big series of books. It's going to be interesting to see how they tie into Aftermath, what yeah. they're doing. Because Aftermath loosely ties around the original trilogy mm-hmm. characters. Not a huge amount of insight as to what Luke was doing. There's some focus on Han Solo there. Ben, I think, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, Ben Lando. gets a little... I yeah, you find her, I think, that she's pregnant in that. Right, because the, there's the she... Uncle Lando reference, right? Or Yeah. With, with Ben and... I believe Lando, so. Yes, he yeah, yeah. he mm, is he. I can't remember. No, because Bloodlines, he's off with Luke. Yeah, yeah. Bloodlines yeah. is out. Yeah, it's been a while since I revisited some mm. of that. But I, anything after Return of the Jedi, that yeah. space, I, I'm excited for. For I, sure. This may be an avenue back into books for me. Audio there you books. go. That's huge. Yeah, yeah. That's huge. Big you're cross. Some time off. I have taken but, about a year off from yeah. audiobooks. So all this kicks up in April. That's when the the Star Wars Tie Fighter does start to drop so only a couple of months away mm-hmm. and i believe it's later on potentially in the summer or spring i can't remember that this uh, alphabet squadron does drop right. so i might be wrong on that i have to double check that but it looks exciting you know this is the first big multimedia crossover that's mm-hmm. actually been acknowledged as a crossover you know we've always had the build into the films yeah we've seen some references between the comics and rebels and yeah little tiny bit in the films but I like this approach. I think it's a great idea what they're doing here, integrating both the novelizations and the, the comic films. That is pretty cool. Yeah. 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 That's that's not bad. I think I'm with you. I'm going to skip on the novels, though, 
um, just because it seems like a big time commitment, yeah. and I'm more of a force guy than like uh, uh, than ships, yeah, and the wars. So I, I'm probably gonna stick to the Shadow Wing. Yeah, is that what it was? The Shadow Wing. It's Star Wars Tie Fighter, but the Tie Shadow Fighter, the yeah. Shadow Wing is the the squadron. The right, it yeah. sounds like a GI Joe kind, yeah, like the Cobra does. Wing or something. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna check out the Tie Fighters for sure. I, I'm a big fan of just reading through the comics. I like yeah. that. Even picking up picking that up in trade would be pretty cool too. Yeah, 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 it'd be pretty cool. And yeah. adding to that idea of big multimedia crossover events galaxy's edge now this yeah. is the disney park that will be opening in spring and summer of this year i'm pretty excited me and the family we are in the process of booking yeah a 2020 disney cruise oh for our whole family like my whole mom's side of the family wow. mom and dad's side of the family well i guess my mom's side brothers and sisters and all that yeah and then we're going to supplement that with a trip to disney world as well so we're going to do like a, a kind of a, I think it's a four day cruise, Disney yeah. cruise down in the kind of Bahamas area. Yeah, man. And then we're going to go to Disney World. And this is going to be the time when I go to Galaxy's Edge. Also, oh, it's at Disney World too? Galaxy's yeah, it's Edge? both. It's at both parks. Yeah. Oh, huge. Yeah, I can't remember the order, but one opens in spring and one opens the summer of yeah. this year. So that's going to be my opportunity. 2020 is when I'm going to be going to Galaxy's Edge. Nice. And to prepare for that, they've got all of these tie-in books and comics. They're going to be focusing on different elements. I'm assuming it's going to be in reference to a particular ride or individuals in this immersive experience that they're promising at Galaxy's Edge. So it looks like there's going to be a comp book. Uh, Marvel Star Wars Galaxy's Edge miniseries. This drops on April 24th, nice. 2019. It's going to be following an alien that's a proprietor of a rare one-of-a-kind antiquity shop. So a bit weird. We'll see how that turns out, but I think it's going to be kind of a cool thing introducing you to a new character that's probably going to be present in some fashion, maybe even in the gift shop. Great. <laughs> cool. Uh, Delilah S. Dawson, so writer of A Perfect Weapon and Phasma, is writing a book by that will be published by Delray called Black Spire. So it's a prequel as pitched by the uh, the uh, as pitched by the synopsis here to the Disney Park experience where General Leia Organa dispatches her top spy to Batu, which is the the world that we'll be in at Galaxy's Edge, in a desperate search for resistance allies. So this looks like it's oh. probably going to be one of the rides. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Pretty cool. General Leia. Yeah. Oh, man. And there's two other young reader adaptation types. Um, middle grade novel, they're calling them. One's called Stars, Myths, and Fables. And the other's called A Crash of Fate. So I'm not super into these ones. But again, it's about building up the lore around this Batu, this, yeah. this world we're going to be immersing ourselves in at some point in time. I think this is pretty cool that you kind of get a little bit of insight yeah. into a Disney park through novels, through Marvel comics. Right, like there's lore behind all this. I, I love this approach. <laughs> I think it's, you know, it's it's kind of different mm -hmm. that it's not going to be required weeding or anything like that. No. But I think it's it's cool. I think that's great. It just adds more to the park. Yeah. Like, you know, after reading these novels and comics and you go to the park and you're like, that's this from this. Like, yeah. you know, you can pinpoint what the story is behind some of these things and antiques and, yeah. and characters. Or if you can even spot like the character in the park. Like, yeah. I think that's genius. It's so cool. And I mean, it doesn't hurt by any means. It just adds more to fun yeah. to the park experience. You know, it's, it's for people like us, right? Yeah. This isn't meant for wide consumption. No. Like average Joe and Jill aren't going to go and buy this. Right. But you and I are. And we're going to oh, yeah. enjoy it. It's, for it's sure. for the Star Wars fans. You know, this is, it, it, it's a marketing Ploy, huge to a degree but it's a very focused one and it's focused on fandom mm -hmm. you know we want this extended universe content 
here it is, it is. on our plates. I, I love it. Yeah, that's so cool. <laughs> and the last Fantastic. thing in the novelization world or the novel world with regards to Star Wars is an upcoming canon book by Delilah S. Dawson. So she does have some clout in the universe. She is contributing to this Galaxy's Edge stuff. And she's also be publishing this new book. Now, this is going to be done by Disney Lucasfilm Press, so not Delray in particular. This will be released on September 3rd, 2019. And the story will take a look at the entire Star Wars saga through the eyes of the Skywalker family. So we do have the Legends of Luke Skywalker book, mm-hmm. which goes through some of Luke stuff. But this is going to be an interesting perspective. And Delilah S. Dawson herself created quite a stir on Twitter a week or so ago, uh, at the end of January here, so about, about a week ago. She wrote on Twitter, Writing this book was a revelation for me as a lifelong Star Wars fan. Watching the movies in order, closely and critically, on repeat, and seeing the themes, choices, words, and destinies of Anakin, Luke, Leia, Ben, and Rey ripple down. Y'all, I cried a lot. So that in itself created quite the buzz, putting Rey in context of this book she's writing called A Skywalker, or this, what did I say it was called? Skywalker. Saga? Yeah, the Skywalker Saga, or yeah, the Star Wars Saga Through the Eyes of the Skywalker Family. So... It's it was an interesting thing that she wrote, and so she got a huge amount uh, of <laughs> of questions about this. And she subsequently wrote on Twitter, "My darlings, there are no spoilers here. I watched the same movies you did. I don't have any secret information. Inheritance doesn't have to rely on blood. Ben Solo is a product of his mother, his mentor, and his grandfather. Ray is called by Luke's saber. That's enough for me. Hmm. So, what's your take on this? Do you think there was a little bit of a slip? Do you think?" that ray is a skywalker it's back eh? yeah it's, it's back in a big way like what do you what are you thinking of this book like i know when i when we talked about this off yeah. fair you're pretty pumped about this oh, you're, yeah. you're a huge skywalker oh guy. yeah yeah give it to me i'm all about the skywalkers all about anakin really and, and vader but um i think this is gonna be so cool just the opportunity what you can do with this this novel whether you want to go back and kind of retell what was going through the individual's minds during certain points and and when i think of that i think of like the fantastic scene in revenge of the sith when anakin is um confronting the whole uh jedi council himself about his position of being master he's not granted and i remember one of the books during the legend time it really dives big into uh, anakin's thought process and all these all these feelings that are building up between him and mace windu at that time when mace windu tells him to have a seat skywalker there's so much that goes on in that scene. It'd be really interesting to see if they'll even fill in that gaps and kind of add more weight to it for people that haven't experienced the Clone Wars to really kind of fall in love with Anakin all over yeah. again through this book. And that's just Anakin. There's so much you can do with Luke, Leia, and even Ben. Uh, Ben's time before he became Kylo Ren. Like, yep. I'd love to see all that kind of stuff. But the big kicker, obviously, is what she ends it off with, with Rey, with her lineage or her connection to the yeah. Skywalkers, which is, which is really fascinating because... Um, you know, when you look at it, actually, like, Anakin's lightsaber was really with Obi-Wan longer than Luke and Anakin's. Yeah. It's, it's almost really more so Obi-Wan's lightsaber being with him for, what, 20 years on yeah, Tatooine? So, yeah. The 19, 20 years there? But um, that's a story for another time between Obi-Wan and Rey. I just want to see how they're going to tie this in. Yeah. And it very well could be what she said. The lightsaber that was once Anakin's and Luke is now drawn yeah. to Rey's. But I am... Um, the bigger thing is, is that makes me wonder, are we going to get more explanation now on Ray going forward into the movie about going back to that scene in Force Awakens? Why does that saber 
exactly. call out to Ray. So there must be some more information coming our way with this episode nine. Yeah. That's what I think. I'm right there with you. That's how I interpret all this. When mm-hmm. when she starts talking about the saber, how it calls to her, it's providing maybe a bit more context to that scene yes. in The Force Awakens. Yes. And I love the idea that, to me, the most excited I am about all this is Luke, Leia, and Ben. Yeah. And Ray a bit, but mostly those three post-Return of the Jedi. Yeah. The insight we can get there. You know, how Luke maybe deteriorated into what he was in The Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. How Leia found her way into the force right you know how ben grew up a little bit so seeing from that perspective i don't know how this is going to be laid out they're not quite sure on the length of all this how it's Mm -hmm. going to be segregated is one continuous arc or is it four or five mini stories contained within a book so yeah there's there's a lot here and if you look at this this is coming out september 3rd i believe Mm -hmm. this is a journey to episode nine yes title right yeah september 3rd it's pretty closely aligned with what potentially could be Force Friday, you know, a couple of weeks out from that. Mm-hmm. This is traditionally when you look at The Last Jedi, The Force Awakens, when we're getting this content that has a tendency to lead a bit into this, maybe provide just a tiny bit of insight. It's not going to give us any real revelations maybe that we want with regards to Ray or Luke. Or, that's going to be left for the film right. and for the content coming out post episode nine. Yeah. But this could be our first taste as to what maybe we can expect mm-hmm. with the Skywalker story coming to end in film. But that that's just in that timeline, right? Yeah. We can always go back and explore all kinds of time. Right. All kinds of content through various types of media about the Skywalkers themselves. And this could really be a kicker for that. Yeah, man. This is yeah. this is huge. I mean, we could flesh out a little bit of Kylo Ren, Ben, like, turning into Kylo. And, yeah. and how hard it was for Leia to give up maybe Ben going yes. to Luke. like. All that stuff. We've got a touch of it in Bloodlines, but man, there's so much we can get into yeah. here. This is incredible news. Yeah, so Star Wars is is the content they're filling out here in the absence of any big film or real TV news is looking really strong here. Mm-hmm. You know, we've both taken somewhat of a break. I know you've been keeping up a bit with the Thrawn stuff. Yeah, yeah. But I've taken a break from the books. I'm getting back into the comics in a big way. This again has got me excited. So I like this slow burn back into everything. You know, yeah. I've taken a big pause. Even Lucasfilm seemingly has taken a bit of a pause. And this is our first build into the major content revealed, the opening of the dam, if you will, yeah. on Star Wars, leading into celebration. It's going to be huge in a couple of months. And this is a nice early taste of what we're seeing in this universe, this building of canon, expanding of continuity, and really bringing characters that we want to see more of, and new elements, Galaxy's Edge, the post-Return of the Jedi stuff, all fantastic content. Super stoked (laughs) about Star Wars. You know, we're always talking about we're juggling in the air all these three franchises, and one's always at the peak, and as that one comes down, another ball goes up. So it's interesting that all three of these franchises are starting to build. Mm -hmm. DC, we've talked about, they're starting to build. Star Wars is again is is rumbling again, and Marvel is it's at its peak, man. It's huge, man. This is nuts. Infinity War, Infinity or, War, sorry, Endgame. Endgame. Yeah. It, it's incredible stuff. You know, we're gonna break down that trailer in just a few minutes mm-hmm. because our dude Grabs Granite yeah. is back on the podcast this week with Grabs Question of the Week. Now, this comes to us for the first time in a couple months that we've had a, a Grabs question here, and I'm really excited for this. He's always giving us something to chew on, some new content, some new ways of approaching and thinking about our nerd. So this week, he writes, the subject being creativity surplus, he messages to us, I've recently read the first volume of Fables by Bill Willingham. It completely blew me away. The creativity, the art, the tone, jumping from light to dark and back again, 
It was just brilliantly done. My questions for you this week are, which comics have exceeded your expectations when it comes to creativeness? Which stories have left you wondering, how didn't someone think of that before now? And finally, what was the last comic, number one, or trade volume that you put down and immediately put other stuff on hold to read issue number two or volume number two? Thanks in advance. Grabs. Mm. I'm a man. Have you yes. first of all, have you ever read Fable? No, Fables? it's funny. Um, you know, you can always get us get at us yes. with uh, Twitter gang and you know, Grabs and I were going back and forth, uh, I think maybe the other day talking about fables, and I thought it was a video game franchise that I used to play, but it is a comic book that he's yeah. talking about. Um, but he knows me that I love seeing a character go from light to dark. And when I just heard you mention that yeah. there's light to dark in this, I'm sold. And he already told me about it, so I got to get my hands on Fables now. So um, I have not yet checked it out. Have you? No, never have. In? I have heard of it for sure, and I've heard mm-hmm. nothing but good things from people cool. that have read it. So it may be a trade pickup for me. Yeah, you know, grabbing those first six issues or so and yep. just seeing how it turns out because that's something that that I haven't done as much ever since I've been reading comic books. I've been heavily focused on Marvel and in particular that Avengers universe. Yep. I haven't explored much in a Spider-Man or yeah. X-Men or anything like that. It's very uh, Cap. Cap yeah, Marvel, Cap, Cap and, and Avengers. And right? Avengers focus, yeah. right? It's that very close ties to that kind of Avengers brand. Yeah. And so I need to step out of that comfort zone a little bit and even beyond Marvel or DC. It's tough though, yeah. eh? It's really tough because I'm trying, like I'm, I'm a DC Marvel guy, but I'm there with you. Like I hear all these good recommendations like Saga and Invincible yeah. and all that stuff, but I can't just get out there. I need to. So maybe Fables is the one. Yeah. Maybe yeah. we'll take a look at that. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. All right. So breaking this question down a little bit, which comments have exceeded your expectations when it comes to creativeness? Get one top of mind here. Or how about I'll, I'll throw one out okay. and give you a second to think about okay. this a little bit. Because unfortunately, uh, bad producer here. I didn't send out show notes before <laughs> this episode. <laughs> it's been crazy at work. <laughs> all right. I'm going to throw on the table Hickman's hmm. Avengers New Avengers run. And the reason I'm putting this out there, and this almost plays a bit into the second part of this question about how didn't someone think of this before. And you look at Avengers. They've been around since 1963. Mm-hmm. You know, what couldn't have been done in the past in some form or another? You look at Hickman's Avengers run. We're both huge fans of this. Mm-hmm. You know, We've been hammering on about this for years. But to me, he took a team that felt tired and reinvigorated them, added new elements to it while keeping the same, you know, tone and ideas behind what the Avengers were mm-hmm. and left the staples in there too with Cap and Iron Man and just did something cosmically that was big, yeah. but also felt extremely personal. The art is fantastic in it. He was super creative with the way that he was able to take this huge long form piece of storytelling, mm-hmm. one of the longest. I think in modern comics, well, I say modern comics, but in Marvel, I would say, because they continually reboot things. But this all led into Infinity and everything. Time runs out. Time runs out. And then we got into, what is it? um, Secret Wars? Or Secret Wars. Secret Wars. Secret Wars, yeah. Yeah, 2015 Secret Wars. Was the big cap to all this. So we saw this go on for several years of storytelling. Yeah. And it just felt new. It felt fresh. And it felt like a, a cool creative spin on a a portion of the comic books that not had grown tired but a lot of people felt the wear of the bendis era it's a great era of avengers like i love it don't get me wrong they did a lot of great stuff in there but coming off the back of that a lot of people were tired right Mm -hmm. you look at avx you look at age of ultron those events really to me wore on that avengers title yeah and then you jump into hickman's run and he was able to 
just blow this up again and make it matter and important. Mm-hmm. And in the Infinity event that he did in there that tied into all this, yeah. it's one of the best. I think it was 2013. Yeah. It was incredible. It was so cool, but it was still personal between yes. between Tony and Cap. Yes. You know, and you get the whole mind wipe going on with mm-hmm. Cap and he feels betrayed by his whole t- there's really a lot of good things they yeah. can do that they did do. And it's ab- yeah. it's quite abstract the storyline. It is. It's sometimes hard to follow because they've got this the big horn guy, what was his name? Oh X Milo, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. X Nilo, yeah. Yeah, X Nilo. And then yeah. they had the the weird robot guys. And, and the children. Yeah. Those weird children from the other planet. Yeah, and there's that's a, when the Avengers got bigger. Yeah. And right? the whole idea was that was cool about it. And I think that again I keep saying creative because this isn't the question but it was about doing things bigger exactly but personal storytelling and that that's hard to do very hard yeah and yeah it was really well executed yeah it was good and i think the tricky thing with hickman too is you always wonder as you're reading because he kind of goes backwards so as you're reading his books you're like where is he going with this but you have to you have to follow through because it all comes back everything does does get answered it just goes over your head at first he writes with purpose yeah for sure, yeah. which is well appreciated. That's that's a good one. Yeah, super creative. Well, you know, hopping off of that, I'm gonna go with um, Secret Wars 2015. Yeah, because I think what they did with the world of Marvel in general or the universe was crazy. Like yeah. they threw it upside down. Not only did they give us give us this new world where Doctor Doom is now the leader, it has a touch of Game of Thrones scattered yeah. throughout this whole universe. But within this world, you also got different blocks where you had like. The world of Hulks, and yeah. you have the Lone Wolf Cap, Steve yeah. Rogers looking for Bucky. You have um, Civil, War. Civil War redone yeah, again too, in a different yeah. way. Civil War, too. it was so cool. You had. Um, Do you remember the map? Yeah, there's the, the map, like the board. Yeah, that had all the different. It was like all the universes. Yeah. On a map in, yeah. in in a world battle world yeah battle it was so it was cool. crazy everything was pieced together yeah. old man Logan came yes. out of that again because his world was still like saved somehow yeah. Doctor was... Strange like betrayed them but didn't yeah. you know it was school Guardian stuff in there as well Guardians yeah. three thousand was a part of yeah, that. yeah 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 I, I think that's one of the only events where I actually picked up like every issue I picked up a I lot. think you and me were both yeah. went back and forth like reading everything. So I, I I loved what they did with Secret Wars. I just don't like what they did after Secret yeah. Wars. Yeah, it was it didn't it finished well as an as a an event. Yeah, but it didn't finish as far as the timeline goes with regards to what was releasing after. <laughs> so it kind of effed up. It kind of got delayed a little bit, and they after we've talked about this in the past, <laughs> and the releases got all screwed up. Yeah, and, and I attributed that a couple episodes ago to why I kind of got out of comics for right. a little bit. Not totally out, but why my reading went from a pull list of 20 comics down to a pull list of like four. <laughs> I'm slowly building back up to it. Yeah, <laughs> recovering, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, is there is there any comic book that left you thinking, how didn't someone think of this before? I'm trying to think in the, you know, the context of, again, like I said, my, my reading has always been, has been quite focused. Mm-hmm. But I look at something like Civil War. Right. Um, when I read that, the hero versus hero, yeah. but spinning cap around right. was something that was interestingly done. Oh, Secret Empire. Yeah. Well, it's no Civil War. Like putting oh, okay. cap on the other side of things. Right. Because you would have thought that he would have been more Iron Man's position and exactly. Iron Man would be more liberal. Like, And you look at the most recent cap run that's out right now. There's a direct reference to that hmm. about the shield and what it represents. Like who is he who is he fighting for you know right. he went through some of his things like when he turned to uh well, i can't remember the aid uh, when he calls himself um 
Nomad. Oh, right, right. Yeah, and Secret Agent or something like that. I can't remember yeah. what it was oh, called. Yeah, yeah. Secret, yeah, I think it's Secret Agent. And yeah. I don't... I the can't Black remember. Suit Captain yeah. America one, right? And so, then yeah. him going on... He makes reference to this, the other side of the government. So Cap turning into the rebel. Right. Which is done in Civil War and the films as well. It To me, it's an interesting take because Cap's supposed to be, you know, the, the Boy Scout. Yeah. The, the, the Avenger. Yeah. And they spent a lot of time turning everything on his head. And making Cap kind of the enemy, the enemy yeah. of the state, if you will, right, for quite a long right. time. And then they went and redid that and recontextualized some of that with Secret Empire as well recently. Right. Which is, again, kind of fits this idea of how didn't someone think of this before that Cap being the ultimate bad guy. Yeah. It was yeah. kind of a cool take on things. That's right. And it, it was different. And me being a staunch Cap supporter through mm. thick and thin... It was it was different for me, but I still enjoyed it. Yeah, and it kind of got me thinking about that. Yeah, yeah, this this makes sense maybe. You yeah, know, Cap being a bad guy. So both of those for me were a bit of standouts about turning Cap on his head. Mm-hmm. Which you know I don't I haven't read everything from Cap, but for the most part, you see him as he's been portrayed for the last 60, 70 years, seventy five right. years. Yeah, which geez. is crazy. <laughs> seventy five. Yeah, that's massive. Right, because he's timely first, right? Yeah, Before, timely. Nineteen forty, well, nine, or mid nineteen forties. Yeah, yeah. Wow, forty three, I think. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. no, that, that's a good one. That's a good one. I um, off the top of my head, I kind of go back to. I won't say necessarily just Spider Man, but I kind of feel like I'm surprised we haven't gotten events earlier. Maybe we have, but of just like a hero being flipped again, kind of going to your point yeah. of view or your point about flipping a character that's a hero going bad, much like the Access event where Iron Man went bad, a superior Iron Man. He wasn't necessarily bad, but he was like drinking again and just didn't really care. Yeah, Yeah. he's kind of a badass or even superior Spider-Man, you know? Yeah, I was thinking about that one actually. Yeah, Yeah. you know, like being taken over. You wouldn't necessarily think Octopus, you would think like Green Goblin would like take over Spider-Man's body and do whatever he wants, but they used Octopus and actually you know, carried a lot more weight to Octopus and you actually see where he's coming from now and you actually respect the villain a lot more so yeah. where the point is he's like an anti-villain now. But I guess I'd go with that. Just like basically, you know, being in the body of another hero and then just turning them bad. It's yeah. like, why haven't we seen that before? Yeah. You know, and it wasn't until like what, I think that's 2014, 13? Yeah. I think when we got the Superior Iron Man, I think well, Axis was 14. Yeah, and in the past when they've done stuff like that, they're, all, they're revealed to be clones or something exactly. like that, right? Yeah, yeah, it's always the clones, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. Or someone disguised as them, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that. They're like squirrels. That. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about the last part of this question? You know, I'm, I'm going to take the, the first stab at this cool. one. It's, um, what is, what was the last comic number one or trade volume that you put down, had to immediately put pick up or put aside everything else and pick up the number two or the second trade volume and for me it was infinity wars countdown this led me down a really great path that has gotten me and i've talked about this for the last couple weeks i'm so i'm not going to belabor any of it but infinity wars countdown was something that came out early part of last year and it led into infinity wars and this is what's got me excited for comic books again this whole thing i read the number one issue i think it was prime issue and from there i was like i'm hooked i'm in Adam Warlock, the Guardians of the Galaxy stuff, and went back and reread stuff that I had missed. Yeah. And then eventually went down this line of chasing all this Infinity War stuff and just getting me excited again for the Marvel Cosmic. That That's my, my number one. I think it was Infinity War's countdown. He's either Adam Warlock, I believe, was the first issue of that. And then it was the Prime was the... Yeah, I don't know. I'll have to go back. Maybe I'll, I'll link it. But it was definitely Infinity War's countdown, Adam Warlock. 
So nice, that nice. got me in back into a big way into yeah. Marvel Cosmetic. What about something recent for you? Um, I I gotta go with Vader. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Vader number one, volume two, Charles yes. Soul. I mean, come on, like you read that first issue and immediately like I need issue two right now. We had to wait like a couple <laughs> weeks, maybe even a month, but. God damn, that was that was just fantastic. <laughs> it, yeah. it was it was just crazy. That was something else, you know. Because like I, you know, I, I love Vader already as it is. I have that bias, but to actually be blown away by story because the first volume of Vader, I can't remember who it was written by, and it was okay. Yeah, you know, it was very basic Vader stuff, but nothing really inside. This here gave us so much more to the character. If you're not a Vader person, you read this comic, you're going to be fully invested. And I think the way issue one ends. With Anakin, well, I guess Vader, um, was it issue one where he has the dream of like going another route? Yeah, it was in that Empire? first arc, yeah. It's in that first arc at least, yeah, right? first five issues. Yeah. I think the first five issues, first six issues are like magnificent. Next it's level. like masterpieces. Yeah. Like I almost want to buy it again just on trade, just yeah. to have it. <laughs> yeah. It's, I hear it's him, crazy man. good. Oh, yeah. So good. Awesome stuff. Well, yeah. Grabs, I'm glad you are back on the podcast. Yeah, man. Great question. Lots of insight there. And let's keep it up, man. And yeah. like Troy said here, if you want to get in on some of these questions, you know, the Twitter gang, hashtag Twitter gang on Twitter, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> always throwing out questions like this. You know, we spend, throughout the week, we get four or five questions amongst the gang, depending on who's throwing stuff out. And sometimes it's GIF answers, sometimes yeah. it's written answers, whatever. It's a ton of fun. Yeah. It's, it's always. If you want to get involved in, in, and it's every, it's all these franchises, oh, right? Yeah. DC stuff, Marvel, whatever. People always singing great stuff. It's a great way to interact. You know, the, it's growing. The crew's growing a yeah, little bit man. by day by day. So it's a lot of fun. So shout out to the whole Twitter gang, everyone out there. Yeah, it's a blast. Always, man. Can't yeah. wait to get back in uh, conversation with you guys. Yeah, soon. great. Yeah. All right, man. Let's let's cap this episode off with something, cool. something special here. You know, Avengers Endgame. A couple of weeks ago, you and I nominated this as our most anticipated film of 2019. Head and shoulders are really, at least for me above anything else, including Star Wars Episode Nine, mm-hmm. You have it in 2019's box office fantasy pool, yeah, being man. the number one pick and the overall champion <laughs> from 2018. Hey, cheers. <laughs> yes, so this, this film is going to do big business. This is a film that is going to cap off 10 years of commitment to storytelling from Marvel side, from fandom, engagement in this, and doing our retrospective series. And I was talking to my wife about this, this whole film series. And I said to her, I said, this film is probably the most excited I've been in a long, long time for a release. I'm excited for everything. This is taking next level. And she said to me, more excited than you were for the return of Star Wars. So The Force Awakens. And I said, that's tough. This definitely is up there with that. It's hard to gauge. I've invested, like I said, 10 years into this countless hours here on the podcast but holy man these teaser trailers not only does it add to the massive amount of anticipation we have for just ending and coming off the back end of infinity war but they're giving us a great look into this without telling us anything Mm -hmm. and they've promised this with these teasers and that's all this is, this 30-second spot from the Super Bowl. It's a 30-second teaser trailer. Yeah, 5 it's, million bucks. Yeah. <laughs> and to me, it's worth, like, it's yeah. worth it all. So 
what we're going to do here, the spoilers for Avengers Endgame. For those that aren't watching these, mm-hmm. uh, for those that have no interest in kind of learning about this, want to go in fresh, take a pause here, maybe come back in the future or whatever. But we're going to break this down and, and speculate a little bit here. Now, just to, to caveat all this, and before we get into the Endgame thing here, there's a Captain Marvel trailer. Yes. I did not watch it. Okay. I'm done, mar- done watching Marvel Captain Marvel cool. trailers. I, I feel I'm at my limit. Mm-hmm. I feel that we're at a point now where they're going to start spoiling things for me. Right. And um, so I'm done. Cool. So that's why we've chosen not to talk about this, cool. the, that trailer here. I'm going to put all our effort here in Avengers Endgame. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we're just going to walk through this kind of in a similar fashion that we've done in the past. It's only 30 seconds, so it shouldn't nope. take us too, too long here. But it kicks off with a very interesting clip montage of all of our fallen heroes. Yes. And very specifically with red hues. Yeah. This, the colors. I love it. You know, we've got the Wasp in here, Black Panther. Yeah, my boy Spidey. Yeah, Spidey, ah. Doc Strange, all this. Yep. All with little hints of red attributed to that. And then we get this beautiful swipe away, the snap away of the Marvel Studios 10-year anniversary logo. Yeah. <sighs> I love that marketing with the snap going on. It's, it's it. so good. Yeah. We've got our first real look in this trailer too, in this teaser of what the world looks like post the snap apocalypse, post the snapping, whatever you want to call it. And this really gives us our first clue that this film is going to pick up, I think quite a while after yeah. infinity war. What do you, what's your take on that? When we're looking here at what appears to be the New York skyline, mm-hmm. very densely fogged, we got the statue of Liberty here. We've got an empty stadium. Yeah. You know, you even look at the stadium itself, it's empty and it's, there's cars all around mm-hmm. it. Like it was a packed stadium at one point. Yeah. And just all these abandoned cars. So it really gives us that that first insight that we're dealing with the true fallout of this months, if not years, after Infinity War. Right. What's your take on that? Um I love this, man. Um I think I think we're months out. I think we're months, months out from the snap. And you know, when we first saw the the first initial trailer or tease, we assumed that it was like, you know, immediately after the snap. Yeah. But we all kind of thought this is going to definitely have a time jump, like mm-hmm. at least a month or two, maybe even a year. So I think this um, teaser kind of does that and solidifies that we are going to have, you know, a gap. Yeah. Um, it's Cap's face here. Cap's face pops up here pretty soon. Yeah. Right after here, we go into what appears to be a support group. Yes. So we see a poster on the wall that says, where do we go now that they're gone? So enough time has passed right. that they've got posters and support groups yeah. for those that remain after the snapping. And Cap's face, you know, it looks like Cap is participating in this support group. Yeah. In a similar fashion to soldiers coming back from war. Right, well, with Falcon from yes. Winter Soldier. Exactly. That's his exactly. place. Exactly, great pull. Yeah. And this is when we watched this trailer before we kicked this off. Yeah. This was your your big moment in I love trailer. it. I, that's my Monday face. Yeah. You know, like, he just, he ain't having anything to do with no. it. Um, what gets me, though, here is because he clearly looks like he's frustrated. Yes. We've already mentioned there must be a time gap. So what have they been doing this whole time? Exactly. Like, how come they haven't, like, kicked in the high gear? Like, yeah. you know, and I feel like maybe it's all on Tony. They're waiting on Tony. They're not necessarily waiting on Tony because they think he's gone. But it's not till Tony probably gets back to Earth where yeah. they're like, okay, let's do this. Because he's, him and um, Nebula are clearly yeah. still in space. Who knows what it is, but it feels like the humans, the heroes on Earth, are kind of just doing whatever it is they're doing yeah. without actually putting up the fight because they've lost they've been defeated exactly and that's what you see in cap's face here frustration mm-hmm. yes. defeat and there's a scene later on where you see black widow she's got her hair wrapped up mm-hmm. and she's shooting at targets to me the first part of this is telling us that they they don't know what to do right that all options have been spent 
And it's not until Scott Lang arrives later on, as we've seen from yes, the first clip, yes, yes. that that hope is reinstilled in the Avengers. Widow shooting and Cap being part of the support group, they're passing time Yeah. to me. So, yeah, okay, that's, that's a good point. Because for me, at least, when I first saw the initial teaser, the first one, when we see Scott Lang hop out of the quantum realm, I'm just thinking, okay, this is like a week or two later. And he's like, hey, I'm here. But maybe he doesn't get out of the quantum realm for quite some time. I'm thinking... This has got to be at least to me six months to a year. Yeah, and I'm yeah. leading more towards the year after the snap. He's clean shaved, cap. Yeah. His, his skin looks pretty good underneath yeah. that beard. Yeah, man. Yes. Okay, I like that pull. Oh man, you're right, Chris. This is and this is the thing too. We discussed this before about this feels like Cap's film. Oh yeah. The first teaser pointed out that, and this one does it even more. Mm-hmm. This is Captain America's film. This is the end to his arc. You know, I've spoken in detail about the Russo brothers owning Captain America's arc. Seven McFeely and Christopher Marcus, the writers, they have been with Chris Evans and this character from the inception of the MCU. Yeah. This is filling out his arc. This, to me, is screaming Captain America film. Oh, yeah. Him dealing with the fallout, getting some sort of resolution from it. Well, this this could be the best six-story arc or double trilogy ever going ever. down because you could say you know obviously he, captain america steve rogers has his, his first trilogy which was fantastic i love it every movie's solid yeah. <laughs> and then you could say avengers as well is also his trilogy in a yeah. sense so this is crazy that he could have six films here and they're just all incredible yeah. i like age of Ultron. i yeah. like um the first avenger yeah i think they're all great they're all so good <laughs> but yeah i'm with you man i, I think i texted you right when i saw yeah. his teaser i'm like that's exa- exactly what you texted me yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now one interesting clip and the only clip we get of tony stark now the way that they marketed these you know the, with the first trailer it, it seemed like it was caps but the, the the kind of the overtone and the narration of the trailer was tony stark in the first one this one it's caps speaking over top of it right right um we we've got his big sort of words that we'll talk about a little later and we get one quick clip of tony here and yeah. he's working he's at it with nebula yeah. here. what do you think they're working on here and where do you think this takes place relative to his opening narration in the first trailer him kind of almost saying we're done yeah like where does this take place? Does he get up after that and say, I'm going to get to work? Or is this before he's kind of like, well, we're kind of up shit. This now. is before. I think yeah. him and Nebula is like pretty much right after yeah. Infinity War and he fails. Yeah. And then he's like, all right, Pepper, I'm talking to you. If you hear this, yada, yada, yada. You know, I think what we saw is in reverse. So the first teaser is actually after the second teaser in yeah. the sense of Tony. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I fully agree with But I, I love it, though. I love seeing Tony because, you know, he's in the same kind of getup as he was in the first Iron Man film. Yep. You know, working hard on that new armor or existing armor, I guess, in this case. Oh. So much to take in. And this is great because it's just little, little things they're giving us here. But there's so much that you, you can digest. It's That's the thing. And I think that's what's important about this is that it's there's a lot to talk about. Yeah. But... I think, like Feige had mentioned, we're only seeing the first part of the film. It's about, and what we said before any of these trailers came out, we said they just have to show how the Avengers are dealing with and not how they deal with. Yes, yeah. Right? Not how they get to the end, but how they're dealing with the fallout from Infinity War. Yeah. And we really seemingly get that. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's pretty cool. Now, there's a scene here outside of the upstate New York Avengers facility where you've got Rhodey, Bruce Banner, Captain America, and Widow outside looking up. Right. Who are they looking at? What are they looking at, do you think? 
There's a couple options here. Yeah, I mean, the one option could be Captain Marvel. Yeah. Which is really, really cool. Um, I, I would actually love that. They've idea. got a huge. There, yeah. look. There's a look in awe of awe here. Of awe. Yeah. Or Tony. Yeah. Tony. Tony and Nebula are back. Well, yeah. Nebula's never been there, but Tony's back, and they're blown away because they think Tony's dead. They think exactly. he doesn't exist anymore. So that could be one option. Um, that's about it. I mean, m- maybe a kicker would be Siri because they think she's yeah. gone and she shows up with in, like in some yeah Wakandan ship or something. Exactly, like that. but. Yeah, I, I, I'll take any options. Any options would be cool. But I think Captain Marvel would be huge coming off of Captain Marvel the movie. But Tony would just have a little bit more impact, at least for everyone yeah. that's been along the ride since the 10 years of this franchise. The thing that, that intrigues me about this part of it is they're all looking up and they're not geared up. So to me, that speaks to some sort of friendly, right? They're right. not they're not out in his, with a shield. She doesn't have her gun drawn. Mm-hmm. Banner's not Hulk. Rhodey's not in the war machine. Right. So it's, to me, it's saying, all right, there's, there's a friendly here of some sort that's coming down. I want to say Captain Marvel. Yeah. I think that would be really cool. Yeah. But part of me, like, I don't know if Tony comes back this early in the film. Right. Like there needs to be that reunion. The only thing for me though, is if it's Captain Marvel, wouldn't they be geared up prepared to fight because they don't know anything about her and she comes down I'm guessing some kind of binary state. Yes. So they'd be like, who is this? I don't know. But then again, with Tony, depending on what ship he's coming in, they would have no idea who that is either. Yeah. So it's <sighs> tough to say. It is really tough to say. <laughs> but I'll speculate all day. Yeah, sure. it's really cool. <laughs> and then we've got quick clips here. We get our first look at Rocket Raccoon in this film. Yeah. He's got new gear on. He's, he's seemingly part of the Avengers. Yeah. I, I like it. Then we've got, again, these are really quick clips here, so we're just zipping through almost second by second here. Yeah. We've got Ant-Man and War Machine gearing up. Both of them, when I had a, a couple quick looks at this, they look like they're getting ready to fight something. Oh, okay. In their gear. You know, they're not in this rumored quantum gear, mm-hmm. but it's cool to see them side by side. We've got Scott Lang, who's, you know, been invited into Avengers Mansion. He's, Finally. <laughs> he, so it's, hmm, it's, it's really cool. That, that one's a tough one for me. Yeah. Cause I don't know what's going on there. Like who could be in Avengers, Avengers facility that's causing them to gear up inside. You know, what are they doing? Where are they going? Is this maybe before they march out in that line that we see them later on in the, in the trailer as well? Right. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. That man. is now Thor, yes. Thor, we have seen very little mm-hmm. of for someone that took a prominent place in infinity war and has probably put most of the blame on himself yeah. Yeah. for the results of that. We've seen very little of him in these two trailers, and we just get two quick clips of him here. Now, the interesting bit about Thor's presence in this is that he's standing at this point with his cape on, with his new hammer. Mm-hmm. It looks like he's in either Wakanda or Thanos's cottage or, or farmhouse oh the way you look at it so when you know when thanos at the end of infinity war he walks up and he sits down takes a deep breath right and looks over and watches the sunset yeah. or whatever it is sunrise thor looks like he's in a very similar place right. that thanos was oh, like has okay. he has he chased down thanos to right. this and missed him by six months a year whatever right, right? is he doing a little of the self-reflection self-investigation on this mm-hmm. and he's gone through and found maybe thanos's armor to a degree because some of the rumors were thanos stuck around in wakanda and it was paralleling that scene from the end of black panther about seeing the sunset in wakanda the most beautiful sunset yeah or is it sunrise one of the other right 
where Killmonger dies, right? Right. Now it's his father saying that. And so the idea that Thanos says in Infinity War that, you know, one, what are you going to do when you're done? Yeah. I'm going to sit and watch the sunrise. Yes. So it's kind of a cool parallel that oh, maybe yeah. he's stuck around in Wakanda. Maybe. Yeah. Holy. Yeah. Disrespect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, it'll be cool too to see because I'm guessing obviously, well, yeah, um, Asgard's gone, obviously, yeah. right? And from the first clip that we saw of the teaser, we saw Thor very humanized, wearing yep. human clothing. So he must have had some time on Earth. I don't feel like he's left Earth. I feel like I don't he's think probably... So either. Stay Asgard, he has nowhere there. to go, right? Nowhere His to home go. is Earth. Exactly. Now. Yeah. Jane Foster's probably been snapped. Yeah. yeah they broke up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, yeah. one of my favorite scenes in this teaser trailer is the Captain America holding the shield. Yes. So that's an interesting revelation here. So there's a few things. He's got his shield back. Yeah. From somewhere. I don't know if Tony had it stored in the Avengers facility or where he had it post-Civil mm-hmm. War. But he goes to strap it up, but he's shaking. Profusely shaking. And people are calling this the last stand of Captain America. Well, what point in the film is this? Mm-hmm. Where has he gone that he's fighting here? Now you look at, he's got his gloves on, what looks to maybe be that Winter Soldier. Yeah. he's got. It looks like a dark blue. Yeah. So uh, I love this look, man. Yeah. Any, any thoughts on the maybe PTSD? I'm thinking so because... Do we, we don't see him, at least the shot ends before he fully straps it, right? And he straps it right up. He does strap it right yeah, up. Yeah, it gets tight, right but he, tight. But he has the shakiness going yeah. on. So I won't be surprised if this is early on in the film too. Yeah. And he's just not quite capped yet. Yeah. Because he's not really capped in America. He's capped in America always. But he's dropped the mantle of Captain America yeah. in Infinity War. Whereas here, it's like he's putting on the suit again, but he's not quite ready to commit. So that's why he kind of has the trebles maybe. And I feel like too, like everyone's dealing with the fact that they've lost. The Avengers yeah. have never lost before. So everyone's dealing with the fact that they lost to Thanos. Thor's not going to be himself. Cap's not going to be himself. Ronan is obviously completely different. Hawkeye yeah. um, probably lost his family, or at least some of his family. Yeah. Black Widow. Black everyone. Widow. Everybody's off their game. Hulk's in hiding. So everyone's off their game. So I feel like everyone's suffering at this point. Yeah. And I mean, Cap's normally the one that can hold it together. But at this point, I mean, everything looks pretty bad. Yeah. yeah. You know, I like this because to me, this points at some form of PTSD from Captain America. You yeah. always see him in every single Avengers film, in every single film that he's in. Yeah. He comes out on the strong side of yeah, it. Yeah, he's the rock. Yeah, exactly. We don't trade lines. Yeah. He's got all these lines mm-hmm. that he, and he ex- exudes this, this idea of confidence and doing the right thing, yeah. fighting the right fight. Right. Do it all day. Exactly. Yeah. All d- exactly. Yeah, yeah. But it seems like he's dealing with something more. Maybe he's lost, like you said, his edge. He's mm-hmm. not Captain America anymore. Right. He can't. He lost the fight. He lost the fight. Yeah. That ended half of the the life on Earth, and probably puts a lot of that blame on himself. Right. So he's dealing with that, whether it's in the support groups, and you're seeing that maybe reflected in his fights. Right. Maybe he's unnerved a little bit. I re- this again speaks to the idea that it's going to be following and through the perspective of the failure of or the perceived failure of Captain America through his own eyes. Yes. And that redemption of himself to probably some inevitable self-sacrifice. Right. Right. Yeah. And then we move to the last scene. This was something that I threw up on Twitter and put it to the Twitter gang, trying to figure out who was in this line of new Avengers. They've seemingly assembled a new squad here of the remaining Avengers from the end of Avengers Infinity War. And this goes along with the Captain America tagline, again, adding to his massive repertoire of really critical moments, really critical, just base speech. 
some people move on, but not us. Mm -hmm. So this is pointing at maybe a little bit more of the idea of him sitting the support group is that the idea of a support group is to learn to cope to deal and then move on. Mm -hmm. And he's saying right here, and that says it in his face, that he's not prepared to move on except this defeat. Right. That's all over his face, and that's right in this written text. And this is followed by this beautiful, very subtle shot of the new Avengers lineup, literally lineup. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And we had a look at this and a bit of debate over Twitter on this as to who was in line here. I think it's quite obvious that it's led by Captain America, followed by capeless Thor. We've got black widow, rocket raccoon, Scott Lang's Ant-Man. Yeah. A noticeable gap. Big time. Yeah. Yeah. Rhodey in what appears to be the war machine, armor mm-hmm. and then um the Rony. art of marty marty on twitter he's, he's a friend of ours interacted with us a little bit he sent me a lightened up version of this yeah and you can clearly see that i think it's hawkeye you can see his hair yeah exactly he has the kind of the point going on yeah a bit. so yeah. there's definitely another person behind roadie yeah so i think that's pretty clear that that's our avengers squad right because there's no banner or hulk yes yeah, so there's no banner or hulk presence so we've attributed some of that and we've seen this in the past that they've just taken them out of the trailer because they don't want to reveal whether it's a look costume whatever Mm -hmm. because to me the rest of this you can hide if they've maybe got their quantum suits on you don't necessarily have to show it here right um but hulk's hard to to take that off right if he's got this new we've seen some leaked concept art that it looks like that he does have indeed an outfit of some sort on right which is different for hulk and then this there's this obvious gap here i don't know if hawkeye is going to run into the middle of it Mm -hmm. or are we missing someone here because we've seen, you know, we look back at Civil War. Yeah. And this is something we talked about on Twitter. Is that lineup, that initial trailer that had the lineup at the airport. They had plucked out Spider-Man as yeah. well as Ant-Man yes. in the first couple of trailers. Mm-hmm. I think they've done something similar here. There seems to be a big enough gap for a human-sized figure to step into. For sure. Any thoughts? Is it just Banner we're missing? Is it... Captain Marvel? Well, yes, those are the two. Those are the big two. Captain Marvel, again, could be Shuri or it's Hulk. My money would be on Hulk. Yeah, it's I it's would a say. small, it's a relatively small space, but yeah. yeah. Or or Banner, sorry. Valkyrie, maybe? Val- yeah, that, oh, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. I'm sleeping on that one. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah, there's endless possibilities here, mm-hmm. but Marvel has been known to use editing tricks in their trailers. For sure. And even use shots. Some of these shots might not even be in That's true. the film. Well, Hulk and Wakanda, right? We exactly. got the Hulkbuster instead. Yeah. So very so, well could happen. And that, yeah, the whole running yeah. scene at yeah. the end wasn't yeah. even in the right film. Yeah. yeah. So I think this, for the most part, most of these scenes, and probably this one is in the film, but. I, this one might not even be in the film. Yeah. This is It's a nice way to end a trailer. It seems odd that they'd be all lining up like this. They're definitely marching towards something. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, like overall thoughts on this. I love this. I absolutely love this trailer or this teaser. Again, you know what? I have to be honest here. For me, it works 100%. Yeah. My only concern is this two inside baseball because for the general audience... Does this hit them the same way? Because because you and me, we're going to watch this movie over and over yeah. again. And I hope everybody in the world watches this movie over and over again. I got a lot of <laughs> got, got a lot writing on this. But, but I mean, for people at the Super Bowl or just watching the Super Bowl, when they see this, are they like, boom, I'm in? Or are they just kind of like, oh, okay. Because it's not 
flashy. It's no. not very. It's not like Infinity Wars. You know, no, Infinity Wars is really in your face. Captain Marvel's even the same way, right? Yeah, all that kind of stuff. I do believe, though. I mean, we have Captain Marvel coming up soon. I feel like we're gonna get one more trailer from Infinity or from Endgame, and that's gonna be the, kind of the trailer more that everybody's kind of geared yeah. towards. For me, though, I love this. This this teaser. I didn't think it get better than the first one. I don't know which one I like more right now. I love them both. Maybe this one right now just is a little more fresh. Yeah. But for me, all around, man, I absolutely love this teaser. Yeah. Can't wait for this film. I am right there <laughs> with you. This thing blew my brain apart. Yeah. I love the way they're approaching this. You know, I said on Twitter as soon as this came out, I said, the end game trailers are changing the trailer. Game. Yeah. Yeah. It is about subtlety. Mm-hmm. It is about telling a little bit of a story in a trailer. Yeah, we, we've had some really great trailers. Don't yes. get me wrong. But this, to me, I don't know if it's on a pure emotional level or what it is, but it's hitting me harder than anything. You're right. It's not flashy. There's yeah. no barely any. We haven't seen any action. No. No fight. No. You know, the closest thing we've gotten to action is Captain America strapping up his shield. shield. Yeah. And for a big budget comic book film to have zero action in it, yeah. really, this, again, it comes down to all they're showing us is the fallout from infinity war and i think as far as the wider audience goes Mm -hmm. do they need a boombastic trailer i don't know who didn't see infinity war and who doesn't want to see the end of that exactly right they don't need much to sell this film they need to show you okay here's some pretty crazy stuff but here's rocket here's this here's that Here's the characters that are going to be taking center stage in this. It's mm-hmm. your original Avengers plus a couple. Yes. Uh, to me, this is brilliant teaser trailer. Yep. I don't need any more than this. I said this with the first one. Of course, I'm going to watch this one. We'll see how long the next one is. Yeah. Because I want to go into this super fresh. But yeah, this is one of the best teasers. It's it's fantastic. The, the, the tone to me is everything because it's so far different from everything else we've had in the MCU. It's yeah. very dark. It's very sad. But man, I can't wait to see like how long are they going to keep that up throughout this film? Yeah. Is it going to be a sad film throughout the whole time? If it is, I'm, I'm fine with it. If there's jokes, that's okay. But I like the tone to be kind of more geared towards yeah. this. For the for the final showdown leading up to yeah. Thanos, yeah. I think when you look at tonally, it's the first part's going to be probably pretty down. Yeah, and then you're going to introduce Scott Lang. Yes, you're going to get that hope. You're going to see a plan materialize. You're going to see some crazy ass shit for sure. And then you're going to see the big finale. Yeah, and that big finale is going to be something. Noticeable absences in here. Thanos again. Yeah, almost not present. Nothing. Do you think we might get like? A turn of Thanos. I mean, when you look at Infinity War and when you watch it over and over again, it's like Thanos, he's bad, but he's not General he's not Zod. Evil. He's not evil, right? He's... And do you think it's possible that there could be another threat that Thanos might actually kind of semi help them out? Or is he the boss? He's the big bad guy in this I movie. I think he's, you need that resolution for sure at the end of the day on Thanos. Mm-hmm. Is there going to be some bigger overhanging baddie? Mm. I don't think so. To me, it's about the journey to the end. And that's what this film is, right? right? And I don't even know how much Thanos is going to be in this. Right. I wouldn't be shocked if his screen time totaled to the amount of like eight to ten minutes. Yeah. In a two and a half hour film. If that. Yeah. Like we might not see him. It might be more. Because the interesting take is almost a villainless film. Yeah. If you will, right? Right. And that you've had the villain and the execution of the villainy Mm -hmm. in the previous film. And it's all about dealing with that and getting back. Like the end might be a final battle with Thanos to some degree. 
but I don't know if he's going to be present in any real way throughout this film. Right. Because, I mean, they, they shined a lot on him quite a bit. Yeah. Like, we got well, everything we need film. to know. It's his film. Yeah. And he won, which is something we've never seen before in yeah. a film, let alone seeing the follow-up yeah. to the victory of the villain. And that, that's yeah. it, right? Yeah. We got his arc. Yeah. Right? We got this, the start, the middle, and the end for Thanos. Like, yeah. his arc is effectively complete. Mm -hmm. Now it's going to be the deconstruction of the end exactly. that this film is going to be about. So, oh, yeah, it's fantastic stuff. Yeah. It is, you know, we're massively, massively anticipating this film, and I can't wait to get more of it. For sure. <laughs> it's awesome. All it's right, awesome. guys, if you have any thoughts, opinions, or whatever, and you'd like to express them with us, whether it's on the Batman, whether it's on Avengers Endgame, or whatever, Star Wars books, you can always email us at thenerdram at gmail.com. You can always hit us up on Twitter. Our handles at the end of the episode. Please, please, please jump to the Twitter gang if yeah. you want to be part of the discussion here around the Nerd Room. It's a great community of a growing community too of people that are like-minded want to celebrate these franchises discuss debate whatever your opinions matter there they will not be taken apart picked apart it's cool you know we all have different likes opinions it's subjective it's it's just a love for franchises that we encourage here and that's what we get out of the twitter gang so jump into that and you know man with that being said we yeah. covered a lot here just the two of us this is an absolute blast Again, I have to give a big shout out to our boy Sunjay. Yeah. Congratulations there for your, your brand new addition to your family. We're super excited to meet her. Hopefully this weekend, maybe we'll end up back up there meeting her. We'll bring the mics up. We'll record a little bit with yeah. an exhausted face, and we'll yeah. see how crazy you get on the mic. <laughs> I'm Sanjay. Yeah. Got to get that. <laughs> Before we sign off here, like we always do here at the end, we got to give a big shout-out to our man, Rob Wade, for endorsing this podcast as part of the Emotionally 14 endorsement program. You can check out everything that Rob Wade does, including the other Emotionally 14 endorsed podcasts over at Emotionally 14 dot com and like we like to do another big shout out to source commonwealth is the network we are part of the podcast network and all the shows there they're doing a great job even in the absence of major star wars news they're still pumping out the star wars content like none others these guys are absolutely brilliant podcasters make sure to head over to starscommonwealth.com to check out all of the podcasts in the source commonwealth podcast network I don't know, man. Mouthful. Yes, yeah. Was. Good yeah, job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With all that being said, until next week for the Nerd Room, I'm Tim. I'm Troy. And I almost said, and I'm Sanjay. <laughs> 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 and thank you for entering the Nerd Room. This has been a Nerd Room Podcast production. You can find our hosts, Tim, Troy, and Sanjay, on Twitter at TheNerdRM, TroyTheBoy87, and Sanjabi. For more content from The Nerd Room, check out thenerdroom.net. And don't forget to subscribe to The Nerd Room on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, or wherever you plug in. Be sure to head over to StarWarsCommonwealth.com to find more podcasts from Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network, including Talk Star Wars, Tumbling Saber, Generation X-Wing, Road Squadron Podcast, San Diego Saber's Radio Podcast, Tattooing Sons, Retro Inc., and The Sandcrawler Podcast. Follow Star Wars Commonwealth on Twitter at SWCommonwealth and take your first steps into a larger world.